0: Welcome to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject. Somebody say no subject. No subject. No subject <laughs> is off limits. Well, we are your host today. I am Dr. Lionel M. Blair, Sr. And I am sitting next to my gorgeous, lovely, perfect anointed wife, Dr. Jasmine Blair. We got a good one for you today. This is part two. Somebody say part two. Part Part two. two. Part two, part two of spiritual parenting. Y'all love the first one. Yes. So we are here to give you another dose. Definitely. I want to
1: thank you everybody for joining us on the F3 podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe and share and hit that notification bell so you can be notified every time we premiere a new episode. Listen, if you did not catch part 1, definitely make sure you go back and catch that. We spent some time talking about spiritual parenting whether or not it's biblical. We talked about even some of the things that you should look for in a qualified spiritual parent. So make sure you go back. I'll drop the link here. That way you can go back and take a look at that. So today we're gonna get into some deeper topics when it comes to this, all right? Spiritual parenting, the conversation continues today. And we're gonna talk about some other things. You know, some people have has some feelings hurt. There's been some red flags out there, but I definitely wanna start off with this and i believe it should be the goal the heart the desire of every true spiritual parent is to see their spiritual children truly become the seal and the fruit of their spiritual parenting so i'm gonna kick it off to you to start that start us off
0: well well when we talk about you we talk about sealing fruit um uh, paul said something in first corinthians chapter nine mm-hmm. um uh he Uh, Verse one, he starts talking about, you know, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen the Lord? And then in verse two, he talks about, um, if I be not an apostle yet, doubtless, I'm an apostle to you for you Mm. are the seal of my apostleship. Oh, that's good. So, so what makes a parent a parent is the fact that they can produce children. All right. Not flunkies. Uh Uh-oh. Not even mentees. Come on, between a mentee and a son. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm talking about children. That means they, 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 they take on a specific spiritual, genetic traits of you. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not just oh, you just learning one or two things and then you going about your business, but they begin to become like you, not in all things. Okay. But there are similarities. Yeah. Okay. There, there are similarities. And I think I got into, got into this last time that our children, they can have our features, but that don't mean that they're the total embodiment of us, mm-hmm. but, but there should be some features there. Yeah. All right. Noticeable features. All right. Uh, uh, and that shows whether or not you are in the right family. All right. So, uh, when it comes to the seal and fruit, Okay, uh, a, a father and a mother is one who produces children. Okay, and and, and and it sounds simple, don't it? Mm-hmm. It sounds simple, but see, we confuse followers with kids. Woo-hoo! Just because somebody followed right there, right there, your that's good. Mm-hmm. Because he followed is just the beginning, right. Following is the following is just the beginning Following is the requirement Of discipleship And discipleship Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Is the um, process For sonship Mm, That's good Okay Discipleship is the process For sonship So if they're not willing To be discipled And then if they're not Willing to serve They cannot be a son Mm. See we try to make people Serve and then disciple them No you gotta start Discipling them first Jesus called the twelve disciples before he ever called them servants. Mm. Okay, so so when it comes to fruit, I mean first first and foremost, you got to be disciple, not just taught, because discipleship deals with the total man, the total life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, the total character. Um, being taught, okay, is 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 is, is informational only. Okay, you don't have nobody walking, really walking alongside you. Make sure that your lifelines are with this. Hmm. Just can you retain the information and pass the test? Okay. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's another episode right there. Yeah. Why do I have to be disciple before I serve? We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll yeah, get there. yeah, yeah, We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. put that up for, for one of the upcoming ones. But I want to touch back on what you were saying about the seal of apostleship. And being the seal of somebody's parents' spiritual parenting and how there should be some features there. That's something that is very key. I think if we're honest, there are some people that are out here who may, either they're not called to be spiritual parents at all, or they're called to be spiritual parents, but they're not developed enough to start parenting and reproduce after their own kind to produce features in other people.
0: And that's why ideally mm-hmm. you should be a son or a daughter before you become a father and a mother. Now, it don't always happen that way. It should. Mm-hmm. It should happen that way. A lot of times it don't always happen that way. But if you are if you're a rebel, if you're unteachable, if mm-hmm. you're immature, you know, I I've seen these guys, they only been saved three years. Next thing you know, they, they, they got people call them dad. Mm-mm. Got people call them dad and moms and stuff like that, or you know, you know, you 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 just started pastoring and now you dad, mm-hmm. like like, like what is why can't you just be pastor, right? And just
1: to clarify, we're not putting a limit on God. Yes, yes. God can move quick, yeah. everybody's story is not the same, but in most cases, that's that's a red flag. If if you haven't even been saved five years and you're launching into spiritual parenting either you're launching into it prematurely before that season has come upon you or you're just not called to it and you're just doing a trend yeah you know it's just like in the business world though when you think about it um When you have somebody who is in a position, they've been there for a long time, especially in the more academic world, and they start to receive tenure, you've got to have been there a certain amount of time. You have to have written a certain amount of articles, taught a certain amount of classes. They review all the grades, how well people are growing under you. Are they learning? Are they proficient? Are they insufficient? You've got a whole board of people that makes these decisions before you enter this place of tenure. And it's like a five-year process. Yeah. So I said all that to say, we can't be more strict. Yes, I understand that they're different arenas. I got that. But we can't be more strict on somebody's qualifications and proficiencies in the world than we are in the body of Christ. That, That doesn't make any sense. And we've got to start looking at these things and calling some of these things into question that we're seeing because social media has made it real easy for novices and newcomers to come to a place and start to claim stuff and there's nobody to back them. Right. You know, I'm sorry. If you haven't even been saved five years yet, you haven't even fully gone through really truly living your walk or your faith. Yes, you can disciple people. Yes, you can teach Bible study. Yes, you can preach, teach. You can pastor a church. But those of you listening, well, God could use anybody. Think back to where you were by the time you were at year four or five in your walk with Christ. Right. Like, like not just where you were in praying and reading your word, but where you were supernaturally, where you were in your character, what things God still had to work out of you, what things you still had yet to overcome that you maybe didn't overcome for another two or three years. If we're honest with ourselves, most people, before five years, though you're apt to disciple, though you're apt to mentor, you're not apt to spiritual parent somebody. You've been walking with the Lord less than five years. You just don't
0: have it yet for most people. And you know, honestly, as as someone who's been in this thing going on 16 years, I find it disrespectful and mm-hmm. offensive. Uh, uh, it's, it's just like, okay, when you know that you have paid your dues, right? And to and 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 you have you have walked, you know, a walk of sacrifice, you know, to become this. And then you see somebody else just come in and just assume it themselves, mm-hmm. you know. I find it disrespectful. Now, this is not the same thing as, because I can hear somebody right now they're using that parable where uh, 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 the, the, the one who came in late got paid the same thing. As, that, that don't have nothing that, to do that, with I, this. I, 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 we I say, ain't talking about that. Read,
1: read what it say and know what it means. It's not a, well, my Bible say, no, that, that does not apply when you actually go by what it means. The context, yeah. the context.
0: Yeah, because see, back door, we're, we're talking about offices here. <laughs> Because back during biblical times, okay, you had to be properly vetted and traced. Yeah. If you were not vetted and traced, the people didn't take you seriously. That's true. You couldn't come on the scene. How about your prophet? Okay, and you wasn't even traced back to none of the schools of the prophets that existed during that day. Well, All right, because a real prophet would challenge you. The people would rise up and challenge you. And it won't fifty million prophetic schools either. No,
1: it, it wasn't. was like six. <laughs>
0: yeah it was like (laughs) six and they all was planted by one man Uh uh-oh
1: okay we look we had to sip on that one the
0: coffee good today (laughs) we had to sip on that one (laughs) this coffee is good today because you know i I find it disrespectful when novices assume offices that i know i've come into and i've paid a heavy price for and others that i know and have seen they have come into it too as well you know, um, uh, you don't know what it's like. You don't know that. You don't understand the hardships of being a spiritual father or mother, anything like that. You don't know the things that God got to put in you. God that's got true. to infuse in your heart and your character. You don't know how much you have to change about you. Mm. You don't know how much God changes you for the assignment. See, yeah. we, we, we're so busy trying to conform God when really God conforms us. Yeah, that's true. So when you start coming in and start saying well you know this this my daughter and it's your one little daughter <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like like <laughs> it's <is> always daughters <laughs> I seen one guy recently because you I know, know I, I guess you know women we're, we're,
1: we're more amiable and just you know it's easy to just pick up we're not going to put push back
0: cause too much of a fuss <laughs> you know I remember this one guy. God! One guy, he, you know, he's an evangelist. You know, I give examples. I don't care. You know, it hadn't it been for my wife, I'd call some names, but you know, let's, let's we're not guess. gonna do that. <laughs> my wife keeps me tame, y'all.
1: Don't say it like that. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> but uh nah, but for real. <laughs> um, you know, I know this one guy. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he the guy's an evangelist. I mean, he went around calling himself apostle prophet now, but he's an evangelist. And somebody got saved in his ministry, right? Somebody got saved in the ministry, and the guy was, was impacted by his ministry. So the guy moved to where he was. And the next thing you know, he called his man son. Mm. You know, it's good to see you, son. Now, I look forward to your journey, son. Now, like, look at this. Everybody wants to be a daddy. Mm-mm. Everybody wants to be a daddy. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. You <laughs> study the fathers in the Bible; they paid a heavy price. Yes, they paid a heavy price, and half these jokers wouldn't lay down their life for none of the people that they lead. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you had a gun to your head and say, "Hey, hey, is either you or them?" A lot of y'all would try to reserve yourself. Okay, a lot. Tell you something. The, these fathers in Scripture, a lot of times they paid the ultimate price. Either with their natural life or with their livelihoods. Mm-hmm. Okay, the way God snatched them up like that. See, see, a father is 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 an office. You understand what I'm saying? Parenting is an office. So, with an office comes a station. It comes a responsibility. It comes a rank. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it comes a level of sacrifice. Yeah. Most of these guys some about their fathers and I'm not seeing them pay. Any kind of price okay for their sons and daughters. I've not seen them go through any kind of process, okay, for for, for to to be what their sons and daughters need. Mm. Okay, you, you 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 call somebody so somebody call you dad and mama, you still in pastoral mode. Because mm-hmm. pastoring and parenting are two different things. I know I, I heard somebody say one time, "Pastoring is parenting." That is a lie. No, it's show lame. Pastoring is babysitting. Is is it, it exactly really is. what
1: it is. It really is. And honestly, people need that until they mature. It really is. But it's, it's babysitting. babysitting. You you breaking up now? Don't say that to this person. Be nice. Walk in love. No, you shouldn't be going there now. You knew better. Now why did you do that? Now go go ahead and apologize. Well, you need to make that right. Go ahead and repent. Then it's okay. Spend some more time in prayer on that. I need you to be patient and wait on the Lord. It's it's not your turn yet. Just wait a minute. You should support this person too, even though they're doing what you want. That's babysitting. <laughs> That's that's what pastoring now is. Come
0: along, little sheep, and eat the grass. Now everybody, let's get along.
1: All right, Let, let's fellowship. That that that's babysitting, exactly what it is. Pastors are good spiritual babysitters. Yes, you do uh feed the sheep, yes, you heal their wounds, but a lot of it is babysitting when you have a lot of immature people, and that's needed until they grow, but it's
0: certainly different from parenting because sheep don't go on the battlefield. Uh oh. Sheep always have to be protected because they can't protect themselves. That part. So it is the shepherd that watches over them and wars on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mo- mo- so 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 you cannot enlist sheep in an army. Mm. All right, because there's a difference between a sheep and a soldier. And then we didn't get into sonship yet.
1: Yeah, I ain't talking episode. about sonship
0: yet. <laughs> okay, but then okay, there's a difference between the sheepfold and the household. Right. When God places you in a spiritual apostolic lineage okay that means that you're ready for maturity Sheep are baby Christians and most and that's most of the body of Christ today they're baby Christians mm-hmm. and that's why I'm looking at all these apostles that are coming up now but I'm like okay uh, the saints are still immature mm. we still we, we, we still can't reconcile with one another we still can't get along with one another we still come divided. On. okay <laughs> okay so so so, mm-hmm. so so we need more pastors okay than right now that we need all the all, all these apostles trying to come up right now
1: yeah, pastors and teachers, we need you back on the scene. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Clarion call. Excuse me, attention, all, all pastors and teachers who are trying to be apostles and prophets and operate in the office that they're not called to. We appreciate <laughs> it if you return back to your post and back to your station. The body of Christ needs you. Stop Thank you for this ki- kingdom service
0: announcement. Stop trying to be a wonder. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to be a wonder. <laughs> Cause, cause, 'Cause we can tell you don't got no apostolic oil. Oh, I just look at the people you lead. <laughs> okay, I, I I look at the people you lead. Okay, you got a congregation full of sheep, but you an apostle. No. At least have soldiers. Come on now. At least have soldiers. Okay, you, 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 you don't have to have a bunch of sons because every apostle is not a spiritual father and mother. Exactly. All right. I I know y'all teach that, but that ain't biblical. But and every apostle is a general. At least have soldiers. Cuz these soldiers can fight God's battles. Mm. Okay. Sheep can't fight no battles. No. They, they 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 still struggle with their salvation. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, they 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 still struggle with their salvation. Them the ones that are still struggling with forgiveness. Come on. Okay. Them the ones that are still divisive, them the ones that are still gossip, mm. them the ones that are still uh uh um You know, you know, struggling with wanting positions they ain't Uh graceful. Okay, them the ones that still struggling with prayer. Okay, them the ones that still struggling with fasting. Them the ones that still struggling with operating the gifts of the spirit, or they may operate the gifts of the spirit, but they arrogant. Mm -hmm. Okay, them them the sheep. Okay, come on now, them the sheep, them the ones you know who think they prophetic, them the sheep. Mm -hmm. But soldiers, okay, and we and, and sons is a rarity, real sons. Yes. Real sons and daughters are a rarity in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why Paul said you have not many fathers. Mm. Because the, the the demand for fathers will come when the demand for sonship increases. Woo! Ah, glory to God. So so when we got more saints willing to mature, then God will raise up more fathers. Mm. But until then. Pastors and teachers and teachers and prophets, some of them, yeah. But you know, them pastors and prophets don't get along like that. That's a different episode. episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I want to go back to this feature part because the reality is, most of these people, and and if you're out here listening and and you fall into this category of people and, and you're not sure either if it's time for you to be a spiritual parent or maybe you went out there too soon and you probably need to retract. Ask yourself this, honestly, this is what I call the honest conversation, right? This is that conversation that you have before the Lord about yourself and nobody's around and and you're ready to come to terms with either where you are or where you're not. Ask yourself this, what do I have that I can reproduce in somebody else? What do you have? Uh oh Not what you can teach them from the Bible or or what you can teach them from what you learn in seminary. What do you actually have? Like what, what type of mantle is in you? What type of God ordained gift that you can actually impart into somebody else? And there's a measure that they will operate in because you imparted it. Ah. If you can't really think of anything, it's not time for you to be a spiritual parent. Because how are they gonna have features if you have not? How are you gonna look at them and be able to determine the glimpses and the types and shadows of what came from you if you don't have anything to give to them anyway?
0: You got to have something of substance to carry that that reminds me of that time when we laid hands on that pastor couple. Remember that? Yeah. And and, and, and they won't move it in healing, deliverance, yeah. none of that. Laid hands and parted on them, and they immediately they didn't get a lesson. Come on, they didn't get a heal the sick cast out devil lesson. Okay, they was automatically activated in it and they started moving in it immediately. Exactly. And so some of you, you, got, you don't have anything to pass on,
1: or you wonder why people come and then people leave. For some of you, it's because you don't have anything. You're laying hands and nothing's coming out. There's nothing <laughs> for you to pass on. Your loins are dry and you don't have anything to impart into them. There is no way that they can have your features in them because you have none to pass on. Some of you have not grown enough to have any type of spiritual inheritance to pass on for anybody to be the fruit and seal of your spiritual parenting.
0: Uh-oh.
1: And that means you either went and won't sit or you went and was never meant, and you need to repent. It is what it is. You Um, have to stay in place long enough for God to develop something on your life that is worth being a seal in somebody else.
0: Come on here. Come on.
1: And if you only been with the Lord two, three years, it ain't there yet. Mm,
0: Yeah.
1: You still learning to work out your own stuff. Some people, well, I won't live it. Working out your soul salvation and great fear and trembling is not just sin. It's not just sex. It's about you growing in measure and stature before the Lord, having an established relationship with him Come on. for prayer, for fasting, for being a student of the word, studying to show yourself approved and growing to where you can walk in all manners of authority over healing the sick. And raising the dead and beginning to cast out unclean spirits, that's just the start of it. If you haven't done mastered all of that yet, because there are pastors, we've talked to people. Oh, I don't I don't do no deliverance. Well, how are you raising people up and you don't cast out devils? That that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, the disciples did it before anybody made them anybody's pastor. So you've got to make sure that you actually are first mature to a measure in stature in yourself first. It's not to down you, but again, this is that honest conversation that you should be having with yourself before the Lord about where you are and where you're not. And then from there, grow. Look at the mistakes that you've made. Look at what you've done right. Look at what you've not done so well, and then begin to shift and change, and allow the Lord to remold those places, see, I find that with a lot of these people that, we're going to get to this in a minute, about, you know, the hurt, and the wounding and abandonment, a lot of these spiritual parents that end up in that category, is because it was something in them that they did not deal with, and they did not allow anybody else to deal with in them first, and then as they grew and measured stature, still anointed, still have the call, still have the purpose, but you've got that thing in you, that you didn't let God deal with, that you didn't let somebody begin to work out of you that caused you to go forward and then start damaging other people. Uh-oh. That's the thing that's got to be looked at. So it's important that before you even start trying to spiritual parent people, you have that honest conversation. You're like, okay, well, what can I do better with? Am I petty? Am I this? Am I that? <laughs> be honest with yourself because this is a conversation you have to have before God. And if you don't allow him to work and fine tune those things in you, then you begin to move in a place where you damage other people. You've got to know where your limit is. You got to know when to pull back from a conversation and say, okay, you know what? I'm in my flesh. I'm not going to answer this right now. Because see, some people know I'm in my authority, you're going to answer me. And then you mistreat people. You're abusing people. Because you don't know how to monitor and check your own self when you've reached your limit. And and that self-control is from the fruit of the spirit, which you should have already before you decide to start parenting anybody. Right. So let's kind of shift this over into this next thing. It's important that you recognize some of these red flags out here. I think one of the first things is if you recognize somebody who either does not have spiritual parents themselves, they have no type of board of counsel, they have no type of accountability, that is a red flag. Red flag. As I always say, nobody is invincible. Nobody is invincible. Nobody is beyond falling. Nobody's beyond falling into some type of pride or arrogance or delusion or deception. Everybody needs some type of accountability. I understand seasons change and you may be in a transition from one covering to another. I get that. But if you're not at least trying to seek somebody out, you're not at least trying to join some type of board of fellowship or something, that's the, the, you should not, Have somebody parenting you that does not have any type of cover or accountability. And it's not looking or trying to transition.
0: And then then you got those, can't nobody cover me. (laughs) Because I'm the great apostle. Nobody (laughs) has my rank. (laughs) Nobody can't cover me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. i heard somebody say what <clears one time, throat> uh um y- y'all i've had some experiences yeah i heard yeah. somebody say one time i'm a chief apostle and i'm called to do a never before so can't nobody tell me how to do a never before how you hey, can't nobody cover oh me god. but everybody need to submit to me because i got the move of god Mm-mm. you know uh, I, I, I and, and that's another thing too You got leaders that talk like that You got leaders that talk like that Nobody has my rank Nobody has my authority mm-hmm. Respect my authority <laughs> Nobody has my authority mm-hmm. Nobody has uh, my power Right. You know, my revelation And you know mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. There's quite a few people That talk like that that, that delusion is starting to spread A right. lot I'm noticing and it's kind of disturbing. And especially among apostolic uh, leaders, like that delusion is starting to spread. So when you hear somebody talk like that, I don't care. I don't care if they can pull a miracle out of their behind. Run. R U N. Run. That's a red flag. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You can't be doing a never before. Like, how? Nothing new under the sun. Exactly. So how are you doing a never before? You you can't like that. That doesn't make sense. You you, you know, I, I know what my Bible says, and I know what it means too. That doesn't make any sense. So that's definitely a red flag. Um, another red flag you've got to look out for is how they structure their ministry. Are they a one man show?
0: Come on, Come you know, on. we
1: we knew a pastor one time. This pastor had like three to four churches all within like 30, 40 minute drive of each other. And he was taking turns going around preaching at all of them. Like nobody else could preach at the other locations. Like it was like like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He was preaching at this one, this one, this one, this one. He was the senior pastor of all of them. Like that's dumb. Are you not raising anybody up? Do you not trust somebody to lead in your stead? How are you going to pass the fortune? Let's say all, all, all four of those churches had 100 people. How are you going to pass all 400 of them people going from place to place to place to place? Yes, I understand delegation. I understand having a system in place and being the general overseer, but I'm not talking about that. He was, he was the pastor, not just the overseer. You can't counsel 400 people by yourself like that.
0: No, and see, that reminds me of something too. And I'm I'm, I'm going to make a lot of y'all mad when I say this satellite churches. Uh oh. Satellite churches is, 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 is really bad. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you say that, it, it reminds me of satellite churches where, you know, the pastor preaches at the headquarters and they have a projector and, 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 and all the other churches hearing what the senior pastor got mm-hmm. to say. That is pathetic. Yeah. That is cultish. I don't care how nice the people are. Yeah, I don't care how okay, nice to people are. It is cultish, you know. When you see a leader, don't raise up nobody else to teach to lead. Yeah. you know. I mean, they they got a staff there. You know commenting on what the pastor said afterwards that's pathetic get out of that kind of church because it's not of dog. Yeah I can see a once a year, twice a year annual meeting. For yeah everybody. annual meeting for everybody to come together though. Right.
1: Like not for that. No satellite church like so like, yes. No powerless man, is That can amen what's being said, but they can't like revelate themselves like y'all get out of them churches. You can't like teach the leaders and then they teach. See, that's the thing people have to realize. See, in the Bible, when they had all the tribes and all the families, and I'm paraphrasing, like the head would teach like all the other heads and then they will go back and teach like the individual groups. It was a delegation. There was a system. It was a process in place. And I think that's what we got to understand. Like, yes technology is great yes it's a blessing to be able to reach that many people but that that doesn't make any sense that's just too much you if you don't trust that person to sit there and do anything besides a man you and yes man you why are they even there get somebody that you can trust
0: yeah because see a uh, a uh, 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 a red flag a major red flag is when a leader don't raise up other leaders yeah paul Paul, paul was the perfect example of this because you know first Corinthians 4. When he said you you don't have many instructors you you have, you have many instructors but mm-hmm. few fathers for Christ I begotten you and then he said uh, in, in in verse seventeen he says for this cause I sent unto you mm. Timotheus wow who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways which be in Christ of my ways which be in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church mm. so Paul was teaching but to, but he was sending Timothy. Wow, he was sending Timothy. So when you have leaders, okay, that have to be the face of everything and they can't raise up no one else to teach. Yeah. Can't raise up no one else to prophesy, can't raise up no one else to lay hands, or they always have to have the big stage every night. That's a problem. That's a big problem. That is a huge problem. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen leaders who claim to be these big mothers and fathers and stuff like that, but you can't raise up, you can't point to be one person and say, I've raised them up and I'm sending them, you know, I'm, I'm sending them into a certain city to establish them or, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sending them to your church, receive them as you would receive me. Come on. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you don't never see that, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a lot of these guys, you know, it's just them. Right. And a bunch of flunky staff, or uh, a uh, uh, staff board people, or whatever, around them, <laughs> you know, lifting and the, praising their name, and you know, always, and, and, and then they always got to, they, they just can't just teach you stuff. They always got to mention your name.
1: Yeah, no, don't do that.
0: You know, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I. I, I re- I rebuked a couple of my spiritual sons and daughters Because mm-hmm. I'm like man just preach the word You gotta always put my name on everything
1: Yes ma'am well, just teach ma'am Well apostle
0: That's Blair teaches this, apostle Blair teaches that Oh this ministry, apostle Blair, apostle Blair Apostle Blair, apostle Blair And I'm just like listen I just need you to <laughs> preach the word my brother Preach the word okay like, like, like you only mention me When it's absolutely necessary But don't be running around here Don't be running around here kissing up And all this other stuff. Now give honor where honor is due. Yeah, but just teach it good
1: enough. That they'll know, they'll know yeah. I'm there. Just teach it good enough. Yeah. A little bit of me will come out if you teach it good
0: enough. Right. <laughs> and what Paul said, I see you Timothy, is he can remind me of my ways with being Christ. Mm-hmm. he can remind you of my ways with being Christ. They didn't say he said he go mention my name every other sentence. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of these leaders are insecure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I I I I remember one guy. Um, but one guy that I know, you know, he, he sat on the former leader and the man could not even receive a prophecy from another leader without him saying, if it wasn't for apostle so-and-so in this ministry, I wouldn't be where I am today. And, and oh God, don't let him forget it to mm. say that. Don't let him forget to say that. I mean, the leader would remember to, uh, uh, pull him to the side after service and chastise him. Terrible. Chastise him because he didn't give him credit. Well, mm. another leader prophesied to me. Why would I point that back to you? Like, <laughs> it makes no sense. No, so so you know, and 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 that brings me to another point, to another mm-hmm. red flag: tyrannical, top-heavy leadership. Mm. Tyrannical, top-heavy leadership. Because we know all authority starts from the top and it comes down. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a biblical principle. But when you when you're sitting under a tyrant, all the authority stays at the top. Mm. Okay, all the authority stays at the top, and it becomes top-heavy. And then everything and everybody is micromanaged. Mm. There's no passing or no delegation, really. Or the delegation, you only delegate to what's close to you, but there's no delegation beyond that. Mm. Because, see, when you start delegating beyond that, then, then you start empowering the people. Yes. Okay. You start empowering the people then. You understand? But when you're, but, 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 but when you're in power and you only give power to those that are closest to you to keep the power, because you've already broken them. Okay. You already broken them. All right. And that's where the power stays. And Mm. there's no delegation beyond that. Okay. Towards the people, you're not charging the people. You're Mm -hmm. not empowering the people, you know, that is a tyrannical style of leadership. When the leader's only one, the only one that's honored. You don't never see the leader honor nobody. Mm. But that's your daddy, though. Terrible. You're giving all your money, but you don't see where he gives his money to or her money to anybody. Mm. You, you, you understand? These are the people we call dad, though. Mom, dad. You understand? A father provides, mm-hmm. a mother provides.
1: So, I want to talk about, you know, these people that have been wounded, you know, yeah. because there are plenty of horror stories. You know, we've heard story, horror stories. We've had horror stories
0: yeah,
1: <clears> of <throat> uh, being wounded by spiritual parents and how to recover from that, because I've seen a lot of people honestly just go off, yeah, like either go off and just go through a rebellious phase or streak or go off and not even serve God anymore. So what would you say to these people?
0: People who've been wounded by spiritual parents. Yes. Well, I, I must confess, I'm the captain of wounded by spiritual parents. <laughs> I'm the captain of that squad. Okay. But I, I, I'll say this. One of the things that kept me, mm-hmm. first of all, I kept my eyes on Jesus, number one. I reckon, I, I, I learned good. to separate God from a person's humanity, mm. right? Right. Okay. So, so, so like, okay, this person got bad character and, you know, even though, you know, I tried to work it out and stuff like that, they, mm-hmm. they, they just, you know, some people are beyond reason. Um, But number one, you keep your relationship with God close. I always had a close relationship with God and it was not contingent upon what other, per- what a person did do or did not do for me or towards me. Mm-hmm. I just always had a close connection with God. Right. So he's the one that kept me sane. You know, in the midst of constant disappointment, so you have to establish that strong relationship and connection with God. Number one. Mm-hmm. Also, I would say, don't dis- don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. Because see, God may you know God may want to give you another set of parents. Yes. Okay. He may want to give you that because see, a lot of times I notice something. And is something that God taught me, what broke you a lot of times, what God used to heal you. Mm. And that's something that we don't like to face. Right. You know, because, because according to Job, God breaks us and he heals us. Right. So, 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 so you have to learn to fall in love with the one who's, who's, who's essentially breaking you, chastising you, you know, um it's just like you know, chastisement comes from a father, but you still gotta learn you, you you still love the father. Right. You know, we have to chastise our children, but they still love us. Yes. So, so so it's the same concept. You know, you cannot you cannot despise an office or institution because someone who occupied the office, okay either misused their authority and mishandled you or wounded you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to eventually be open to leadership in this manner again. All right. And uh, there's a such thing called spiritual surrogate parenting. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just like a surrogate parent in the natural is someone who replaces the original because because the original are no longer fit. Mm-hmm. Either they're no longer... Um, they died. Yeah. You're no longer fit. They died. You know... Um, you know, or they're just not competent or capable anymore.
1: Yeah, and that's where some people end up in this place where they are abandoned. You know, yeah. we've heard these stories where people's spiritual parents got mad at them and just stopped calling them, disconnected from them, just act like they didn't exist anymore, just dismissed them, put them out to the church. And it's just like, what do you do in that case where you want to be connected and then they just disowns you? you know, that happens to people. yeah. And that's where you definitely have to, I would say to that, it's important to recognize that they've been wounded too. And sometimes when we're hurt, it's hard to see somebody else's hurt. It's hard to, to have that type of mercy and compassion. Well, if they love me, why'd they leave me? Understand that somebody probably left them too. Yeah. Somebody probably hurt them too. Somebody probably screamed at them too. Whatever it is you're facing, know that there's a good chance that there's something like that in them and their walk and their story that they either are still struggling to heal from or they don't even recognize it's still there yet. And it doesn't excuse it. But it does bring you to a place of mercy and compassion, because remember, forgiveness is for you regardless. Right. Regardless of what happens, the forgiveness is for you. You've got to come to terms with it and be able to forgive and be able to walk in love and be able to trust again and and have your eyes set on the plan of the Lord for your life. And as I always say, God is not slow. God is aware of what goes on and he is able to navigate what he didn't mean for your good to work for your good. He's able to give you what you need to continue growing. So you definitely have to hold on to the promise of the Lord. Definitely revisit the prophetic words that are spoken over your life. I think in these times, excuse me, when you've been wounded by spiritual parents, when you've been abandoned by spiritual parents, in in these dark, lonely places more than ever, this is where you've got to war a good warfare with the prophetic words that have been spoken over your life. This is why you need to document these things, the date, the time, who said it, the location. When you feel like it's dark, when you feel like it's bleak and you cannot see which way to go, you've got to speak those things over your life. You've got to decree those prophetic words, speak them into the atmosphere, speak them with scripture next to them. This is how you empower yourself in these seasons where it seems like nobody's coming. It seems like it's dark. Oh God, what about me? I feel like I'm all alone. You've got to hold on to your relationship with God, like you were saying, but it causes you to fight because you've got to encourage your own self. Your biggest challenge in these times is the thoughts of the negativity and and the disappointment of your own mind speaking. Yeah, This this doesn't even got nothing to do with the devil yet. This is you. And if you allow it long enough, then the enemy will come in to start speaking to you. But you've got to stand strong and you've got to stay the course until God brings somebody along. And sometimes it's even possible for God to bring somebody to mentor you or kind of help you recover in that season until you're able to go back on. And I think that's also important to recognize too. Um, a lot of times you will encounter your spiritual parents who got really meant for you in that hurt place after you've been abandoned after you've been wounded yeah, if you are still the lion with the thorns in the paw wait let me say that again wait Hey, I know God said y'all my spiritual parents, but I'm too wounded right now. I'm too hurt right now. Give me some time to heal because you don't want to enter that relationship premature of your healing and then it it falls apart and it falters because you were not healed enough to handle and see the blessing in the relationship. Yeah, definitely
0: wait <clears throat> and then, you know, wait and just kind of ease into that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because... Um, trust has to be built trust, absolutely trust had to be built but I, I want to go back to uh, something that you said just uh-huh. for about two minutes yeah hurt people hurt people mm. you understand what I'm saying yeah and when a person has been because because I know what it's like to be wounded as a leader mm-hmm. I you know you, you know you know we know what it's like yes okay to bend over backwards you know put yourself in a vulnerable place stick your neck out there for people okay who turned their backs on you okay and 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 all of that because at one point in time i didn't want no more spiritual sons and daughters you remember that conversation i told you Mm i ain't covered none of these jokers i you know i almost disbanded the the entire ministry at one point because you know the 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 pain of it was kind of great you Mm -hmm. see what i'm saying but but um you know you know what if what if what what if what if God give you a leader that's that's coming out of their wounded place? Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's it's like you need them, but they need you too. Wow. Because 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 I don't know about you, but certain relationships help to heal me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Certain certain relationships with certain sons and daughters help to heal us. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because because I was done with it. I promise you, I was done with it. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> I I had a few more choice words than that. Okay. I I had some choice words. Okay. That I'm not going to say up here. Bless God. But God. But God. But God. And I'm just being, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, and sometimes (laughs) leaders get tired like that, you know, um, uh, because this is really a thankless job. Mm -hmm. It's a thankless job. Yeah. So when someone comes in and they're genuine sometimes it takes us a little minute to adjust to that because it's just like okay we still need the vet to see you know and that's why it takes patience on both sides so yes so so i i, I, I just want to say show a little mercy show show a little mercy okay um. Um. And I think both sides need to show a little mercy. Cause when you got wounded sons and wounded parents, mm-hmm. okay. Um. Uh, that's a recipe for disaster if there's no understanding in patience, and meekness, and mercy.
1: That's good. That's good. Well. I think this has been a definitely a phenomenal episode. Yes. We've given you guys a lot to chew on. Know that we're definitely going to be revisiting this topic again. There's a lot. This one, These two episodes was just an overview. overview. But there's a lot more a on lot. spiritual parenting that we're definitely going to be covering throughout the rest of this season of the F3 podcast. So definitely stay tuned. Look forward to it. Um, make sure you like subscribe and share and check out our links and see how you can get started on your journey to financial freedom you have any other closing remarks at this time anything you want to say to the people
0: well i think it's just time for the hearts of the children to return to 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 their parents and the hearts of the parents and fathers to 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 return to the children there needs to be a reconciling on both sides yes there needs to be a reconciled if you know you left you, you you know you abandoned your father and left him it's time to go back home jesus and if you know you rejected a son or daughter if there still be a chance for you to embrace them back you need to you need to bring them back in
1: yep that's definitely true listen thank you guys so much for watching and listening until next time on the f3 podcast goodbye Thank you.